You're listening to Lake Effect on 89.7 WUWM. I'm Joy Powers. The Wisconsin Historical Society is getting a new home. The headquarters will nearly double in size when its new history center opens in 2026. The five-story center will be located on Wisconsin's Capitol Square in Madison. It'll feature a traveling exhibition gallery, rooftop terrace, and event space. Christian Overland is the Historical Society director and CEO. He joins WUWM's Eddie Morales to talk about what artifacts the new center will display, from its 290 million item collection, and how the center is working with Native nations to design the space. How long has the Historical Society been in the current space, and why is it time now for a new center? Well, the Wisconsin Historical Society first started its museum in the early 20th century, and it actually was in the Wisconsin headquarter building on State Street. Back in the 1980s, fast forward, I guess, from the early 20th century to the uh, late 19, late 20th century, uh, in 1984, we moved from the headquarter building to downtown in a hardware store right across the street from the Capitol. So it was a four-story hardware store um, that was never purpose-built for being a museum, but we moved in there because it was a bigger space at that point in time. And we've outgrown that space. And what will the new History Center offer that the current space doesn't? Well, the current space is, like I said, it's the old Wolf, Wolf Kubli hardware store. And because it's a hardware store, uh, it just doesn't have the, the type of infrastructure that's needed for a modern day museum. And it's small. To be honest with you, we only can get 26,000 kids a year in it and it sells out. And the reason why uh, that's frustrating for the students and the um, teachers is because we actually book 78,000 uh, students and teachers to go through the capital each year. So that gives you an idea about why we need to build it, because there's a market for it, an educational market. The other is, uh, it's a place where we really need to be able to show the North American history collection, our great collections that uh, define the world we live in today. And that's a unique collection in the state history societies. So for us, it's about creating a state-of-the-art building that allow us to democratize this fantastic collection for the public and then have spaces that serve the public. And we're actually calling it a history center. More than exhibits, more than artifacts, it'll actually have experiences as well as uh, functional meeting rooms and education spaces for people to learn and engage in history in new ways. And you mentioned items and, and the collection, and there are about 290 million items in the state's collection. What are some of the highlights of that collection and what will guests be able to see that wasn't accessible before? So highlights from the Wisconsin Historical Society's North American collection, for instance, uh, go back to letters from uh, Thomas Jefferson to George Clark. There's one letter that he actually writes about his vision for exploring the West, and that's 20 years before he's president. And when he becomes president, of course, he actually creates the Lewis and Clark expedition to go out West. And then, you know, so we have those type of manuscripts. We have Daniel Boone's manuscripts. We also have things such as Abraham Lincoln's shawl that he wore during his presidency. We also have civil rights records that uh, delineate and document the entire American civil rights movement, not just in Milwaukee, but also in Birmingham, Alabama, Montgomery, as well as uh, spaces in uh, Mississippi as well, too. And it's a, it's a very indistinguished collection with scholars, but right now we're able to kind of 
democratize that and get that out. And the reason why we couldn't get that out is because we didn't have the environment to show it. So from things of Abraham Lincoln shawl, like I was saying, to actually a canoe that we just recovered with a Ho-Chunk out of Lake Mendota uh, that is from 1100 BC. We'll, we'll be able to actually exhibit those. The Historical Society is collaborating with Native Nations for the new center. What impact will that have on the space? So, uh, yes, the Wisconsin Historical Society actually is designing this history center for the people, with the people. So we're actually working with communities all around the state in all 11 sovereign nations, uh, tribal nations in Wisconsin as well, too. We're actually working with uh, an advisory council as well that has uh, representatives of history from all across the United States that are actually helping us with that, and community councils. So the effect of it is people will have great stories about Wisconsin history in, within the context of the United States. And then we'll have the people's voices from the past and memories from the present that will allow people to learn from the actual people that uh, were in history and then remember it today. Can you just describe what the building looks like for people? The History Center for the Wisconsin Historical Society is a fantastic piece of architecture. We think it's going to be a landmark piece of architecture for the future. What it looks like is the first part is a, a block that actually uh, sh straightens out and uh, is related to the Capitol right across the street. And then we actually have three stories up. We twist the block. That's really the whole uh, History Center is a twisted block then. And it's cantilevered out towards the rest of Wisconsin. So the idea is connecting to all 72 counties. There's actually balconies where you can walk out on the exhibit areas to look out over Lake Mendota and Lake Monona. And there's well also have exhibit panels out there to connect people to Bayfield, Milwaukee, Racine, Kenosha. The other thing is it's made out of Wisconsin materials. So uh, the facade is made out of zinc. We actually have a zinc mine that's owned by the Wisconsin Historical Society. Not that we're mining zinc there today, but it's an important story for Wisconsin. And also steel, you, you, uh, stainless steel. And of course, iron ore that's being shipped out of Superior, Wisconsin towards steel mills is an important part of our story too. Plus wood and hand craftsmanship. So we're working with the Menominee Nation in hopes to actually have a wood um, uh, framing of a wonderful staircase that looks like the underneath of a canoe. And all that's being designed right now. The fifth floor uh, will offer event spaces, and there's also going to be a rooftop terrace. And you just described how the landscape influences the design of the building. What can people expect, though, when they come to visit and when they want to use the space? Like, what will people walking in or people who are planning events, what will they be able to expect to be able to do with the new space? When people walk into the future Wisconsin Historical Society's History Center, it's a very big welcoming space. It's a free space. There'll be a community gallery, as well as a cafe and a large scale event area downstairs for um, conferences or presentations, um, as well as there'll be a school lunchroom and school locker rooms, as well as uh, school um, learning centers. All of that's free. And we're, we're designing it as it's Wisconsin's living room. And the idea is that we want it to be inclusive, welcoming, and anybody just can come down and just enjoy the space or learn about their community history or parts of Wisconsin and, and the national history too. Then when you go upstairs to the galleries, you can experience what it's like uh, in Wisconsin identity, American culture. You can also experience what it's like 
um, in terms of the, the human landscape for Wisconsin and how we worked with the landscape for 14,000 years going back and forth, living with the landscape until we came to where we are today, whether it's agriculture, whether it's business, whether it's transportation. And then there's an Experiences in America gallery that talks about and presents an engaging civics uh, presentation that allows people to understand civics of the past and how we were formed in our democracy, as well as the tribal nations, uh, nation civics and their sovereign nations and how they've been formed. And so when we move forward to that, the upstairs area is very welcoming too for event spaces. The public will be able to go to the fifth floor and look out at this great view to the Capitol and Lake Mendota. The other thing that we'll be able to do is we'll have outdoor programming, but also events can be there as well too. So if people are thinking about having a wedding or having a meeting or having a celebration, it's there at the Wisconsin Historical Studies History Center. What are some of the permanent galleries that will be featured there? Uh, the permanent galleries are three major ones. And the first one uh, that is being developed right now is called Wisconsin Identity in American Culture. And the reason why we're calling it that is because we have these great stories that affected American culture, whether it's the Oscar Mayer Wienermobile from 1969, or whether it's Luther Allison's guitar, a great blues guitarist uh, from Wisconsin, or does it get into like the American doll story that Pleasant Rowland created in Wisconsin? The other part of it too, is that we have this fantastic film collections, the largest Hollywood film collection outside of Hollywood. And we co-steward that with the University of Wisconsin-Madison. It's called the Center for Film and Theater Research. So that's great context to talk about our identity, who we are. The second gallery is about uh, American experiences. And that one talks about civics history, as well as it talks about uh, how do you engage in civics? And we're actually going to use our North American history collections, whether it's letters from the founding fathers or uh, treaties with the sovereign nations or different elements such as Abraham Lincoln Shaw or voting uh, utility pieces such as a voting booth or different things like that to actually show how people participate in our democracy. And we hope people learn about civics so they can stay engaged in our democracy. And then the third one is called Human Landscapes, and it's why we are here. And the idea is, is that Wisconsin has this unique landscape from the Driftless region uh, to the shores of Lake Superior, Lake Michigan, and also the waters of the Mississippi and the St. Croix. So amazing content of land in between that, but also how we've lived with that land for more than 13,000 years, whether it's the ancestors of our tribal nations or whether it's settlers that came in or whether we are today, it'll actually document early agricultural to today's agricultural, it'll talk, document recreation and sports from early times to today. And it'll actually document how we live in the landscape as well too, whether they're businesses or being an innovator or actually a creative person, whether you're a writer or a musician. I'd like to add that there's a 8,000 square foot traveling exhibition gallery that actually can be connected in a variety of ways. One, it can be a 8,000 square foot large gallery that hosts um, like the first lady's gowns or the Titanic or large shows that are science fiction film oriented like, like Star Wars or things like that that we can bring to Wisconsin that we're not able to bring before. And the other part of that too, is we can break that gallery down into three separate galleries. So it's gonna be a way to constantly show our collection and constantly bring in new items and new stories for Wisconsin. This Historical Society History Center is gonna serve more than Wisconsin too. 
it's going to serve the Twin Cities and Chicago because we're going to be a destination to learn about American history through the lens of Wisconsin's history. When will the center be open? What is the project timeline for the new center? And how much will it cost and how is it being funded? So the Wisconsin Historical Society's History Center is slated to be opened up uh, in the first quarter of 27. It'll be done in the fall of 26, but we'll have the grand opening up in 27. And the reason why we're doing that is that we actually have to have some time to kind of tweak the exhibits and bring public in to make it work. And then we'll have the grand opening in early 27. What the cost is, is it's $160 million. And how that's being funded is state funding. Um, our largest donor is the state of Wisconsin because we serve the people of Wisconsin and also private funding. And all that's coming together to actually build and design and open the Wisconsin Historical Site today. In the future, there's going to be paid spaces as well as there's free spaces. And when we get to tw- opening day, we'll talk about what the cost is going to be. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Overland is the Wisconsin Historical Society director and CEO. He spoke with WUWM's Eddie Morales. Coming up next in our Book of the Month series, we'll learn more about the Rare Books Room at Milwaukee's Central Library and what books you can find in it. That's next on Lake Effect on 89.7 WUWM, Milwaukee's NPR. PR.